Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope this finds you well. Yeah, the well, the sun is on and it's going to be on for well, I don't know, the next five or six months here. Uh, Hundred plus degrees everywhere. Here's the good news. I mean, you know, you got to think about some of the positives out there. And one of the positives is after May 31st, the golf rates get a lot cheaper uh, here in the Valley. The only, the only problem is you got to be able to withstand the heat. But that's when uh, me and my buddies, we all like to play then because, well, we're the only idiots out there uh, when it's 10,000 degrees outside. But uh, hopefully... Now that the rates are down, I'm going to try to play uh, more golf. Uh, as uh, you know, you guys all know, uh, I'm bowling now. I'm trying to be more active, uh, trying to slim it down so I can uh, be around for a, a little while longer. Anyway, um, and let's just say I still suck. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Why? But I cannot get my ball to knock these pins down. It's it's just it, it's very very frustrating. Uh, you know, last week the guy bowls a three hundred game against us. Uh, th- this week uh, we didn't fare much better. Uh, not a no three hundred games this week, but uh, we lost again. We we, we are uh, we're probably in a league that's a little better than where we should be, but uh, we're having fun. That's all that matters. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, we got several unique items today. It's going to kind of be unique item day here at Patriot Trading Group. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Gold and silver rallying again. Uh, gold's up, uh, well, depending on where you look, four to eight bucks, but uh, 1907 silver approaching 28 and a quarter right now uh, as inflation news continues to run wild. Uh, the central bank now, uh, Lael Bernard was out. Remember, she's kind of important now. We got to pay attention to her because, you know, apparently she's next uh, saying that, oh, they're caught, she was caught off guard. Uh, by how expensive things are, but don't worry, uh, still sticking to the uh, the old transitory line. And now remember what transitory means in the eyes of the Fed. Doesn't mean that prices are going to go back down. It just means at a certain point, prices will stop rising even more. Uh, I hope they're right. I don't think they are. I think that. Uh, just like the lessons we learned in the 70s, uh, and really any economics class of any credence ever, right? Endless money printing is nothing more than devaluation. And that's really what's happening uh, to all of us right now, is the money's getting devalued. They already tell us every day it has no value. Look at what the Fed funds rate is, zero. Well, 0.05, technically. But... Uh, look at what you get. How much do you get for a savings account at your bank? Nothing. Do you buy a bank CD? No. Ten-year uh, note? Uh-uh. Right? So they're, they're already telling you, listen, this is our plan. And, and guess what? Even though we know that uh, if you do this for too long, they get, you get warning signs. 
it, it, it's not like, uh, you know, it just came out of nowhere. You know, there, there's the signs, right? You know, that, that movie, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, right? Signs, and there's signs, right? You know, it, it's not crop circles, right? It's not the, the old uh, smoke signals, okay? But what it is, is when you go anywhere to buy anything, it's always more expensive. These are signs. They're warning signs. Right? This is saying, whoa, dummy bankers, whoa. Stop printing so much money, you're devaluing it, and it's starting to cause problems. You know what they're doing? Ah, it's okay. It'll just be a problem for a little while. Let's let's hope so. Really, right? Let, let's honestly hope that they they're right, and and you know we can just because if they are, let's face it, if they truly are right, like we can just keep printing the money, right? Just ask just ask the Democrats uh, what they want to, and really, you know. I shouldn't even say ask the Democrats. Just ask anybody we elect in, into Congress. They all just want to spend all this money because they think somehow that's going to give us economic prosperity, which it never does. And now every day, 6,000 people a day show up at our border. You know, if, if you j- just do some math, just take a 30, 30 days, 6,000 a day, that's 180,000 people Multiply that by 12 months. It's over 2 million people. They're putting them up all over. You know, Scottsdale's all up in arms because another hotel now housing the uh, illegal aliens. And and it's probably, I don't even know which one. I know there's one. There's some in Chandler. There's some here. They're, they're everywhere. This particular one, 1,200 people at any one time are going to be there. But don't worry. Uh, Scottsdale was saying, first of all, we have no control. The federal government can do what they want. We, it's not like we asked them to do this and, and all that stuff. Uh, but here's the good news. A lot of these people won't stay in Arizona, so that somehow that makes it better. How are we going to pay for all this stuff? You know, and I sit there and I look at, I don't know about where you live, homeless people everywhere and all. Well, how about we take care of them first? But nah, that's nonsense. That's just racist talk. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Another ransomware attack today. This time, uh, the Steamship Authority of Massachusetts uh, has been struck. Uh, the service fell victim to ransomware attacks uh, this morning. Uh, hopefully, uh, JBS the meat packer. This is this is a big thing. You know. Th- not only just from technology, right? Technology is great when it works. Uh, Apple today, uh, all of you with your Apple Pay, uh, apparently you're having an outage right now. Apple's aware of it. They don't know what to do, but they're going to try to figure it out. Uh, but JBS, the, the largest meat packer in the United States, and it's meat processing, right? They're the company, right, the ranchers sell their cattle to. Or, or their hawks, or their chicken, right? They own Pilgrim's Pride. Right? And they process these things. And we've got things down to, to a science. 
you know, really logistically, right? And we're running now, right? What are we seeing now, right? We've got the logistics nightmare. They know how long it takes, right, from getting the the head of cattle out of the rancher's field, right, getting it sold, getting it trucked, getting it to the plant to get it processed, to get it packaged, to get it to the meat wholesalers, right, to get it distributed to the meat wholesalers, who then in turn distribute it to the supermarkets and the restaurants, right? They got it down to a science. Any hiccup in the logistics chain causes huge problems because nobody, nobody has a week supply or two week supply or heaven forbid a uh, 30 day supply you know we always talk about here you know hey you want to have like you know a 90 day supply right you want to have 90 days worth of expenses you know in your bank account or or whatever it may be or maybe in your vault at home probably not in your bank account anymore that's not how it works in the real world anymore so I hope now JBS is saying, hey, we're making progress. I hope that's true. I get a funny feeling they paid the ransom. That's that's what I think. You know, because uh, I don't know that they could get back up that quickly. Uh, but anyway, they're hoping today. By the way, yesterday uh, they, they they stopped all slaughters. Right? They, they weren't processing anything. Hopefully by today they're back processing because if it goes on for another two or three days, forget it. I mean, your shelves will be empty. People laugh at it, but, you know, this is one of the things I know a lot about. Because when, when I was in the retail industry, you know, remember before I worked here, I was working for a subsidiary of IBM. Uh, where we were taking software and eliminating jobs. That's what we did, pretty much. We bought our software, uh, all the data entry people. You know, Coca-Cola comes out and says, hey, we've got a, a price change on all of our products. So imagine, imagine right now. Think about it right now, right? Every major company in the world is sending price increases to the retailers. Right, data entry, data entry. All that's been, by and large, unless you're working at a smaller outfit. All that's been streamlined. It's all just computer. You know, the buyer gets a a batch in, reviews it, hits a yep, okay, right. And all of a sudden, it generates uh, based on these new costs. Here's the new retailers. The buyer says, yep, that's good. Click, and that night, magically, poof. The new retail price is printed down at the store, and then they've got a gal or a guy, a scan coordinator, right, overnight hanging up the new prices. That's, that's how it works. But I, I was also, you know, they did this in the back rooms, the front, the back, 
uh, retail used to be, you know, we you'd have a store, you'd have a big warehouse in the back. You stored stuff. Lots of it. Believe me. Lots of it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Matter of fact, when they build new stores, warehouses are microscopically small. Everything's out on the sales floor because, hey, we, we, we got it down to a science. That truck, you're right, you're going to get two deliveries or three deliveries a week. Right? And then the guys that, you know, like in, in the case of JBS with the meat processors, the meat holes, they got it too. They don't carry months worth of meat in their freezers. Doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, and I, I will tell you this if it's not up and running by tomorrow, then we're going to see uh, a lot of things happen. So I, I'm guessing, I'm just guessing because they're saying they're making progress on it. My guess is they paid the ransom. Uh, but now uh, 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 the. Uh, in Massachusetts and, and, and again, some of the places in the east and maybe like in Seattle, you you do get to and fro from areas with ferries. Uh, the ferry service has been hit there. Uh, that's probably going to be one of these things now, right? Where And, of course, it's the Russians. The Russians do everything uh, that, that will happen. Uh, that's the Cape Cod, Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> now the billionaires are really going to be upset uh, that they can't get on their ferries. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's kind of the latest uh, that we have going on. How about this one, oil, crude oil. We've been talking about crude oil. I've been telling you where crude oil, you know, I've been telling you where gold's going. I've been telling you where crude oil's going, and, and that's exactly what's happening. Uh, crude oil right now, 68 $68.60 a barrel. Uh, that's for Nimex. Brent crude, almost $72 a barrel. Listen, crude oil, I think 80 is the low number. 80 to 100 plus a barrel uh, before the summer's out. Uh, President Biden, and again, apparently, this is, this is what we're up against. Yesterday, they suspended all oil and gas leases in the Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge reversing the drilling program approved by the Trump administration. Uh, and the, the Interior Secretary made the order after a temporary moratorium on all oil and gas le- uh, leases. Uh, President Biden did that in his first day of office. Now they're just going through and they're canceling them all. I don't know how we're going to pay for all this stuff, Right. I don't know where they expect us to get all of this energy. And here's the sad part. Any of you that believe that we can get by with solar and wind power, you are sadly, sadly, sadly mistaken. When I was up in Colorado, uh, which was a couple weeks ago, I had a, a customer. He brings me in these pictures you know the wind turbines you know the big blades you know people don't realize this now if you live in Arizona you do those things wear out yeah the sun uh, mother nature uh, has its way of doing things 
Uh, I'll use a Tempe Town Lake is a great example here in Arizona. For those of you that don't know the area, right near where ASU is, they had a great idea. Tempe had a great idea. Right, the Salt River, you know, well, would flow there, but it's all dammed up now, so it's just a dry riverbed. And they said, "Hey, we're going to make it a lake." Right? It's really uh, just a really really it's a really big pond. But we call it Tempe Town Lake. And they they built these dams. And they said, "You know, we've got this space age technology." We're going to make these dams out of rubber. And it was going to save a bunch of money. And they're like, it could withstand the heat from the surface of the sun. I mean, something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And all of us, that have, if you have lived in Arizona for longer than five minutes, right, we were all snickering. Nobody believed it. Okay, sure, sure. That thing didn't even last 18 months. Started leaking everywhere, right? The sun just tore it up. Well, the same thing happens with these solar panels. Same thing happens with these wind turbines. But this customer says, hey, I just wanted you to know. You know this, is, this is what I, 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 I do for a living. And here was this huge uh, strip of land. And it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Gold Rush and Parker Stobble and, and the, the just this huge, huge plot of land, all stripped out. And there, there was these huge, they were building this big, huge ditch, for lack of a better term, like, you know, kind of, I mean, they're digging for bedrock, right? No, they weren't digging for bedrock. They were burying all the wind turbines, all the blades. It, it was incredible the, how, how much, and, and apparently, I, you know, I don't know what happens, you know afterwards and, and what they're made out of it and, and who knows what the environmental impact of that are it's just but you know just random things and now they're canceling all the oil and gas leases and all the get ready this is not an accident this is by design much higher prices are coming Think about uh, little things like the new definition of poverty. Right? What are we? Uh, six weeks away? Not quite. Just under six weeks away. And anybody with children under the age of eighteen, if you're single, making less than seventy-five thousand, married. I want to say. I think it's one fifty. Right? If you're married, one fifty. We're going to give you $300 a month per kid. Now, why do you think that is, really? Have you really thought about it? They're redefining what poverty is really going to be. Man, $150,000 a month? or a month, I mean, a year? $150,000 a year? I mean... 
man, you, you're making 150000 a year back in the day. You were like upper middle class, maybe even, you know, you were in the high rent district. You're a big deal. Now, now you need government assistance. Right? Uh, Ford. Ford announced that by 2030 that they want at least 60% of all their vehicles to be totally electric. And, of course, by 2035, they're going to be all electric. How are we going to... Where, where's all this power going to come from? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, they, they act like you can just plug stuff into the wall and it doesn't cost anything. And, and here's the sad realities for... For electric cars to to be actually worth it. If the price of power doubles between now and 2030 or 2035, yeah, you'll wish that we had gas back. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk about some interesting things when we I want to get to all this these unique items, but I got too much stuff to talk about. I'll, I'll get to them. I pro- I'm going to get to them. Be ready. Be ready, because I don't have very many, but I've got three or four different items. Shrinkflation. Oh, I can wait till I got a great story on shrinkflation for all of you. For those of you that don't know what that is, instead of, by the way, Costco, the latest to come out saying, I have no idea what these central bankers are talking about. Inflation is everywhere. Uh, they are using shrinkflation uh, to combat this, uh, putting less toilet paper in every roll, less paper towels in every one, smaller cans. I told you guys, my wife and I were, were shopping this weekend, and I hate shopping, but we were we were in the cereal aisle. You know, I, I grew up eating cereal. You know, that was what you had. That was breakfast every day. You know, my mom wasn't cooking bacon and eggs for us. You know, you're, you had cereal. And we were walking down there, and I was thinking, oh, what do I want? Did we, so, raisin bran. Now, as a kid, I had three brothers, myself and my three brothers. Remember the boxes of cereal when we were growing up? They were big. <laughs> now, Raisin Bran didn't really have any cool stuff in it, but like the Rocky Charm, the fruit. Remember there always used to be a prize in the box? I don't know when pri- prizes are gone. There's no prizes in these boxes. <laughs> that costs money. But the we, we're getting a box of Raisin Bran. And... I grab this one box, and I'm not kidding you. This thing was wafer thin. Like, I don't need, I'm guessing, like, what is there, three bowls in this thing? My wife's like, oh, wait, here's the, here's the, uh, the family-sized raisin bread. 
I grabbed the family size, and I'm like, oh, and I just say to my, what have they done to the box of cereal? <laughs> right? This this is something. Now, me and my brothers growing up, when my mom would get Raisin Bran, that got ate a little slower, okay, than the Lucky Charms, right? Or the Captain Crunch, right? Like, oh, Raisin Bran, right? We'd be all mad. And my mom's like, I'm not buying another box until it's gone. You know? That family-sized box of Raisin Bran. Right? That's all me, my, my three brothers. That's four bowls every day. That thing was lasting like a week to ten days. I'm telling you right now, the new family-sized box of Raisin Bran... For me and my three brothers. Yet that's not making it till Friday. And today's Wednesday. And my wife is just laughing at me. Because I'm just, you know, I get all upset about dumb stuff. And she's she's like, that's just so they can keep the price same, the same. And it was it was three dollars and ninety-six cents. Right? I guess they, you know, heaven forbid. It goes to four dollars, family size, right? Uh, you know, th- this is just again. Be ready. So, Lael Bernard, as I said earlier, she's saying that inflation, and it's here's here's what's really interesting because she was giving a speech, and she was saying that inflation had risen somewhat higher than she had, had had expected. And I'm just like, well, I'm glad you at least admit, oh, well, it's somewhat. What, what does somewhat higher mean exactly? And says that she's watching very closely for these signs. That it may evolve in some unwelcome ways. Are you really, are you watching closely? Have you bought the family-sized box of raisin bran lale? Have you seen what it cost to buy, you know, a a, a brisket for a Memorial Day barbecue? Now, even though she's looking for these signs, now, I don't know where they're looking. Right? Maybe she's looking under her bed. I don't know. Maybe she's looking in the closet somewhere or the junk drawer at her house. But she's darn sure not looking at anything that actually gets consumed by anybody in this country today. I would love a list. Can anyone send me a list of something that's less expensive? It does. Does that exist? Is there that? Is there a list? I can't think of anything. But after see, you know, after saying that, she went, "Okay, okay. Well, maybe it got a little more than I thought. But don't you worry, because I'm looking for the signs. I'm looking for them." But she reiterated that the increase in in inflation, it won't last. See? It's not going to last. It's okay. 
you understand why they say this. And I don't think most people do. Because we all know that's ridiculous. Right? It's like my buddy Dave says. Double, I've, I've been in the restaurant game for almost 30 years. That box of chicken wings, that's never going to be $80 ever again. Right now, if that box of chicken wings goes from $80 to $200, but then it stops at $200 for a while, in the eyes of Lael Bernard and her little banker buddies, ah, see, told you, it's just transitory. Pay no attention that the price is up 200%. We're going to see how all of this plays out. I'm going to tell you how it's going to play out. The Fed is going to have to raise interest rates, which is going to crush the stock market, the housing market. Right? We're all waiting for the crash. It's going to crush it all. And this huge inflationary bubble is going to blow apart. Or, what I think they're going to do, they're going to go the other way and say, the heck with it. Let's go Weimar Republic. When we get back, i got something different to put in your wear barrel instead of fiat money. Don't touch that down. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. As we're watching all of this play out and they're trying to, you know, really, these are the two choices. These are the only two choices. Stick to it's transitory and hope that sooner or later prices stop rising. Or raise interest rates and blow up the bubble. And of course, the problem with raising the interest rates and blowing up the bubble is, not only does it make the deficit worse, a lot worse. You know, think about this. The last time interest rates really rose. I mean, really. I mean, we had... had, uh, We had uh, uh, a brief moment, right? Janet Yellen, where they pretended they fixed things and raised rates for like a year and then quit. Remember in the taper and all that fakeness? But what was the debt? When you really were we're thinking about where things were at. Five trillion, six trillion. The last time rates were really rising. And yeah, you gotta go back to nine eleven. Right? We brought rates to one percent. And then by August of two thousand and seven back when it was a subprime crisis and frothiness. 
No, interest rates were five and a quarter. The deficits now, what are we talking about, $30 trillion? And really, if you count the Fed's balance sheet, let's just round up, $40 trillion? Right? From like five or six trillion. Yeah, the interest payments are going to be horrendously huge. So I get it. I think the Fed's just saying, well, if, and of course, remember, you blow up the housing market, you blow up all the commercial real estate, the stock market, right? Then the banks are insolvent, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Weimar Republic, here we come. I've got, this is going to be a unique day Wednesday. I've got three items, and I don't have very many of any of them. I've got 15, one five, $20 liberties. These are the type two liberties. So, you know, when we sell liberties, we always say 1866 to 1907. The Type 2s ran from 1866 to 1876. So it's the first, like, 10 years of the series. And what they did on these particular coins, on the tail side, instead of spelling out twenty dollars they just put the d for dollars so they just say 20 d on them uh, you don't see a lot of these and when you do they're usually really really ugly these are not i've only got 15 of them again these are going to be the type 2 so the 20 d series 1866 to 1876 they're twenty two hundred dollars so it's only a fifteen dollar premium above our regular 20 so that's that's really good on those 20 d's you don't see them very often when i get them you never get them in quantity uh though i think one time we had like 50 of them they sold out in minutes so it's twenty two hundred bucks i only have 15 i have 18 $5 Indians. As all of you know, if you say, hey, double, what's your favorite coin? $5 Indian. Because it's got the male Indian with the, the, the headdress on. I mean, it's awesome. Now, it's probably a racist coin today, right? You know, because you can't use an Indian, I guess, for anything anymore. Uh, but it's awesome. And it also has the incused design. That just means it got engraved into. It's the only time our government did it. And, of course, the Indians were the fractional coins that went with the saints. And, of course, right around World War One, we had the, the, the plague, remember? Don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. My uncle always said that came from the $5 Indian because they thought the grooves of that coin carried the plague. They actually stopped making it. After 1916, they stopped making it and didn't mint them again until like 1925. They only minted them for like 11 years. 
I've got 18 of them. They're $650. Thank you, Arlene, for that correction. $650. I've got 18 of those. These are the $5 Indian. Uh, you know, you think about it here with coronavirus, kind of interesting. The original plague coin, if you will. Uh, I've got 18 of those. And then I've got 10 $10 Indians. That's the female Lady Liberty with an Indian headdress on. Uh, it's not in queues, but it also got stopped. They didn't mint those either. Uh, those ones are at $1,140. $1,140, and I've got 10 of those. So it's a weird day Wednesday. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. We sold out of yesterday's special. This one's going quick. Uh, we got two lines open. This is Weird Day Wednesday. Uh, the 20 Ds. We've got 12 left. Right, These are the Liberties, the $20 Liberties. But this is the first 10 years of issuance, 1866 to 1877. This is you know, the oldest version. At $2,200. So it's only a $15 premium. That's fantastic. Listen, gold's up 4 bucks, 5 bucks today. The $5 Indians, we had 18 of them, uh, and, and Brittany just said most of them are gone. There's still some left, but most of these are already gone at 650 right? That's the male Indian, the accused design, the original <laughs> plague coin, you know. Uh, and then the $10 Indian, and again, almost these we, had, we only had 10, but these are almost all gone as well uh, at $1,140. Uh, at 800-951-0592. By the way, uh, shout out to Tim. He just sent me the article about uh, all the, the landfill and Casper and, and all the wind turbines and all that. I've sent it to Ramon. That article will be up on our website tomorrow at allamericangold.com. You guys can check it out and read for about it. It's fascinating. Uh, but shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, silver. I promised you I'd get to silver uh, and I'm going to just say this. This is actually what has happened if you look at silver over the last 40, 45 years. There's only been a handful of times where the gold to silver ratio, in other words, how many ounces of silver equals one ounce of gold, surpasses 80. Now, remember, last year it hit a peak. Matter of fact, broke an all-time record of 124 ounces of silver to an ounce for an ounce of gold. That's, but that was a new all-time record. I, the old high was like 103, and that was like in the 90s. Every time it breaks that 80 level, it's like a pendulum. And it swings the other way and on average gets to 45 ounces of, of silver for an ounce of gold. And if you take $3,000 gold and you use 45, that puts silver at $66. Uh, to get, you know, case of all, let's just do it today. At $1,907, if silver got to 45 ounces of silver to an ounce of gold, silver would be at 42 bucks. 
and right now it's at 68. So think about it. We've gone from 124, uh, the lowest it's been. It's, it's been uh, in this 65 to 68 range for the last six weeks or so. Get ready for this pl- pendulum to break. I think we're going to see this move in the second half of the year, and I think we're going to see silver get very, very aggressive. I know, you know, look, look at Goldman Sachs already admitted, listen, gold's going to be at least $2,300 an ounce this year. It's probably going to be a lot higher than that. But remember, in the next four years, or the next three years, $4,000 gold is a pretty reasonable number because this is a carbon copy, really, of the last crisis that we went through during the financial crisis. It's happening all over again. 800-951-0592. It's a weird day Wednesday. Get them while you can. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.